The Charlotte Hornets launched their Miles Bridges for Most Improved Player of the Year campaign. Plus, they play the Miami Heat tonight. We talk about it all today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter at Walker Mail, at Doug Branson, uh, LOH, and the show handle on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. If you are watching us on YouTube, Doug is actually looking down. Look down again, Doug. So it now it looks like his Ramsey's hat, which is a full blown head of Ramsey's. He's looking straight into the camera and it looks like I'm doing it for those that don't know. It it does look like I'm doing the show with UNC's mascot right now, looking right at me, ready to spit some hot fire Hornets takes. But of course, Doug is putting his head down in shame because North Carolina lost a tough one to Kansas last night by three points. How are you doing, buddy? Like I was pulled. I grew up a huge North Carolina fan. I was pulling for you. I know you went to North Carolina. Tough loss, three points. Jayhawks, who just always seem to end the heels season in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, they, they, you know, I definitely was watching that last three point shot, wanting it to go in and go to overtime, but without Baycott, I mean, the floor. I mean, I don't know if you've seen these videos of the floor bending. Like, you know, when physics is against you, I don't know how you win. Like, Bill, Bill Self, whatever. McCormick, whatever. Remy Martin, what kind of name is that? Whatever. It's you a know, great all name. suddenly you're going to hit like 9,000 threes. Okay, we, fine. Whatever. Right. We can but do when, a lot. We cannot shame Remy Martin's name. It's a phenomenal name. Right. I'm not shaming the name. I'm, I'm saying, where was that game? Like, that's crazy. Whatever. <laughs> um, but when physics is against you, when, it, when, when stuff starts to happen like Inception, like the floor just starts melting, then, you know, it wasn't your year. Yeah, Baycott. Proud of my boys, though. Proud of my boys. Yeah, Baycott didn't have any ankles. Caleb Love didn't have any ankles by the end. Puff Johnson was throwing up on the floor. Like, R.J. Davis was the only (laughs) hope because Leaky Black Black was in foul trouble really early. And so R.J. Davis... He was the only hope. He hit a few shots here and there, but not enough. Eventually, when they, they say that. leave it out all out on the floor, that's what they mean. Yeah, Puff. that's where you, you. If you don't do that, then you don't live up to that saying. Did you even throw up, floor. bro? Then you didn't even play hard. Yeah, Puff Johnson huh. threw up, and Brady Manick took a couple bows to the face. In the end, they lose. Really tough one, but crazy run for them. Really awesome to see Hubert Davis get to the championship game in his first year. Let's talk about the Charlotte Hornets. Let's even go to the individual stuff here with Miles Bridges having this most improved player of the year campaign, Doug. This is (laughs) already enough enough already. (laughs) Well, hold on. I see. I saw the bullet points when I logged into the Zoom meeting. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's talk about some Miles Bridges MIP award stuff, because this is something we talked about at the beginning of the season, right off the rip with him averaging 20 points a game. He was shooting well then. Still right. a really important now? piece to this team. They've got the rap album. The songs are great. I guess we'll get to that in a second if you want to. Why, I haven't why? even bothered to listen. What, what, what's all the hate from, Doug? What's all the hate from? Listen, a, a lot of respect to Miles Bridges. He's been given, He's been leaving it all out on the floor. He's, he's worked hard and, and improved certain aspects of his game. But I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of the mixtapes, the silliness. Like the Hornets right now are fighting for their play-in lives. I know they're locked into the play-in, but like it just feels like 
you know, after that embarrassing loss to Philadelphia, they've got Miami coming up. They still have Chicago coming up. They're, you know, get into the playoffs first. Like, I'm just tired of all of the silliness. He's not even, I mean, I'm looking at the lines, you know, Vegas lines for this to happen. He's like third right now. Uh, and a lot of these lines to Ja Morant. Like, they're going to give it to Ja. It's over. Like, the battle has already been won by Ja Morant, who, you know, it has taken his game from, like, well, he's probably going to be a superstar to, oh, that's actually, that's probably the face of the league, you know, coming up. So, like, let, let's just leave it alone. Like, let's try again next year when the Hornets are actually, hopefully, a playoffs team. Like, let's get serious for a second. I'm tired of talking about these guys that could be most improved play. How about let's just improve the team? How about that? You are, but you're, you're putting on your, your best hot take artist hat. Where's that hat? The big dub, the Ramseys. And now you're taking my job. Just Doug. enough. I could not disagree with you more. I love this. This is what makes the Hornets marketing team so good. And I'm going to be, That's I'm going to be, I'm going to be fine, the team but, propagandist but like, here. It's but fine I do when like they're this not- specific one. It's fine when they're not even in contention. It's like, okay, cool. Add a little fun to a season. But like, I'm tired of it. I'm done with it. I'm ready for this team to get serious and win some basketball games and get it to playoffs and play a series, not a play-in game, a series. Does it, does it mean that the team is not being serious if the marketing team comes up with an MIP campaign? No, I'm saying that I'm saying that as an organization, let's focus on the things that we should focus on, which is like, let's get this team to the playoffs. I'm tired of talking about individual awards. I, I'm like Terry Rozier. Like, hey, let's start talking about the team. Let's what, do what's necessary for the mean? team. Hold and on, also, on, let me just say on. this. Let me just say this. <laughs> like, I, I appreciate that Miles Bridges has improved certain aspects of his game, like getting to the rim. His points per game have gone up, but his efficiency has gone down. How are you going to get most improved player oh, for, to shooting. a player whose three-point yeah. percentage has dropped significantly? His overall field goal percentage has dropped. Yeah, I mean, he's almost doubled his assist. I get it. If there was an award for most work added, I give it to Miles Bridges. Go ahead. But most improved player? I don't think so. Not this year. <laughs> Enough. Well, what is what is I did not expect all of this. Like, I understand you want the team to make the play in tournament, as do I very much. So I want them to make the playoffs. I want them to get serious as well. I don't think having him come in for a photo shoot to pose for an album cover and put some cool songs relating to most improved player of the year constitutes as him or the team not being serious to get there. Like this is a guy in miles who I do think deserves to be in the top three. He's not there for nothing. If you want to give it to John Morant, I understand that, too. I don't feel like that is the spirit of the award as much, but John Morant is somebody that is clearly improved from this past season to a guy that's going to be maybe top five MVP. He's not going to win it, but you also have Darius Garland who also, yeah, I probably give it to Darius Garland over miles bridges. I don't even, that's what I'm saying, what, I don't are, you even doing? what are we doing with, here? I don't even, you're making my point. Yeah. But Charlotte Hornets can still campaign because it matters to these players. If we're going to talk about, if we're going to talk about trying to recruit LaMelo ball every year, trying to make sure that everybody's happy, miles bridges can hit restricted free agency too. Now. Yeah. Hornets get control over it, but at the same time, you want to go out there for dudes that played hard and played well and improved so much this season. I don't mind this at all. It doesn't mean that I'm not serious about making the playoffs. Doesn't mean that the Charlotte Hornets aren't serious about making the playoffs. I've just had enough. You know what? Another thing, another thing. What's your other thing, Doug? You know, Hubert Davis, have we learned nothing from the Roy Williams era? Like, take a timeout. It's okay. You have them. Use them, you know, when you can set your offense to actually get a decent look at three. I mean, come on. 
Well, they did have the timeout. Yeah, that's it that's was too smart. late. You they are. should have taken the timeout, you know, before that. Yeah, Brady Manick fell in that game. And so that was tough. They went to the winner play that was designed by Brad's, uh, Brad Stevens. That was so a great, I mean, ago. Drew Dup Grady tripped on Caleb Loves. I mean, you know, again, they make the three. It doesn't matter. Without right. Big Cod, it's over. And Doug is enough angry. already. Doug, enough already. You guys need to be serious. You need to go to your room and think about what you've done. Doug is on you today. He is grounding all of you for having any kind of fun whatsoever. All right, NBA fans, are you looking? You know, it's fun winning a playoff series. That's the NBA fun. That you fun. It's fun to win the, the winning app. Prize picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. I love this. I know you will too. Maybe Doug won't love it, but everybody else is going to love it. You pick two to five players under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. It's safe. It offers fast withdrawals. You can use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. And for a limited time, Prize Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of the users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first Prize Picks entry scores a single point but you must use code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans, and you can sign up today and use code NBA $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. We'll take a quick break. We'll talk about plenty more Miami Heat game tonight. What are some of the keys in that game? And can the Hornets win? Coming up on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. To start this off, we all know about LeBron and how he built a school and it got a lot of fanfare. By the time 2019 closes, Bismack Biombo is planning to have six schools. Take that, LeBron. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Doug wants you to get serious. It is time to get serious for a possible playoff scenario, not just to play in, but a playoff scenario, and Doug has a graphic a slash stat to help us out. Doug, why don't you help us? Why don't you go to the drawing board, be the strict teacher? We're all in detention, and you're going to help us improve our behavior and what we should be focused on. Uh, I just saw this interesting thing on Twitter. This is from uh, Kirk Goldsberry on Twitter. Volume and efficiency on three-point shooting for the 21-22 season. For those that can't see the graphic on YouTube for the podcast listeners, the Hornets are in the upper right quadrant, which is where you, I mean, I guess it's where you want to be. This yeah. is kind of what I want to talk about. So the upper right quadrant would be high volume three-point shooting team and efficient. So you're taking a lot of three-point attempts per 100 possessions, and you have a high percentage. The Hornets sit about in the middle of that block, uh, right where Milwaukee is. The most efficient team in the NBA, three-point percentage-wise, is the team that they play tonight, the Miami Heat, at 37.7%, slightly behind the Hornets in three-point attempts per 100 possession. The Jazz make the most threes per game, uh, but the reason I say I don't know and what makes this interesting is because the Hornets are following the path that, Walker, we all felt like the NBA was shifting towards. They're, they're, they were following the trend, which is shoot a lot of threes and shoot them well, and you're going to win a lot of basketball games. But then I look over at this uh, upper left quadrant, which is teams that don't take a ton of threes but shoot them very well. You've got the Chicago Bulls, a team that was very hot to start, and and DeMar DeRozan probably has a lot to do with where they are right. in terms of how many attempts they have. But then how about the Phoenix Suns in this quadrant? How about the Brooklyn Nets in this quadrant? How about the Philadelphia 76ers in this quadrant? 
I mean, there might be another way to do this, Walker. There, there is another way to do this, but we all know that the, still, I would say the way for the Charlotte Hornets is to be in that upper right. Well, they've already, they're sort of down that path now. Well, I mean, yeah, they're not going to change now. I'm saying I think that is the way that this should have happened in the first place, especially when you consider the strength of a lot of the players on this team and what at least the strength was supposed to be. This is a team that doesn't have a lot of guys that are going to be able to, they're going to lead in points per paint because they are a transition team. It's not because they're going to throw it on the low post block and have Mason Plumlee or Montrez Harrell as much go get you a bucket. They'll do with the pick and roll with Montrez. Mm -hmm. And sometimes well, and get you what's a interesting is they, they lead in that category yet miss a lot of shots yeah. at the rim. Uh, yeah. And it's because they get a lot of transition, easy points, but they miss a lot at the rim when it's contested in those pick and roll situations. And so you want Terry, Ro Terry Rozier making a lot of money for you. He has been one of the better shooters in the NBA the last couple of seasons. Got to start scoring 20 points a game again, though. Yeah, no. I mean, a he's in a mini slump. slump. Sure, mini slump, but we still want Terry Rozier shooting threes. That's what he mm -hmm. does best to help out this team. LaMelo Ball, that's his most efficient way of scoring. When LaMelo Ball's not facilitating, he started to finish at the rim a little better, but clearly LaMelo is one of the best shooters on this team, and so you're going to want him to have those shots as well. And they take a lot. Both LaMelo and Terry take a lot. And the fact that they are taking a lot per 100 possessions and both of them are hitting them, I, I think that's why that, that's it makes sense that the Hornets would be there, and I think the game plan is probably designed for them to be there. You know, look, that's something that James Brego has always preached too. It's taking the right shots. Uh, mm -hmm. you're not going to see this team. Terry Rogier will take some mid range jumpers. Um, you know, Lamella will have his floater going every now and then, but they don't want to take that two point shot. It's the classic three point free throw or at the basket. And that's what they've kind of done offensively under Borrego during his time here. At least that's been the idea. Well, yeah. And you mentioned offensively and going back to the graph here, you can tell the difference between the Hornets, the Hornets are in a class with, the, in this three-point shooting graphic, they're in a class with the Milwaukee Bucks, mm -hmm. the Miami Heat, the Golden State Warriors, the Utah Jazz, but they're also in a class with the Minnesota Timberwolves the New York, and the New York Knicks. And I, I, I'll, actually, I'll exclude the Minnesota Timberwolves because they're, they're kind of playing all right, but, but still in that play-in situation in the West. But, but they're playing you know, defense more like the Knicks. <laughs> you know? yeah. So uh, you know, defensively, they are not in a class with any of these teams. Um, which which makes them unusual in this group that they find themselves in with the with this three point shooting prowess. And just real quickly too, kind of looking at the teams on the left that don't shoot a ton of threes, but also hit a lot of the ones they do take, like the Phoenix Suns. It's the classic Chris Paul effect. He's going to slow the game down crazy, and he's going to get to his spots yeah. at the elbow. They have DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker. Actually, what's crazy is you think about him as a shooter, Not but enough. leading up to this year, I know that's your boy, but Devin Booker actually wasn't that. Great of a three-point shooter just yeah. like just Devin as far Snooker. as the percentage goes tricks you into thinking he's a great three-point shooter <laughs> tricks you into thinking he wants to win a championship too demar DeRozan, he probably has a campaign out there with phoenix something right they're not taking this seriously what i'm fine with demar DeRozan. i was scared of about him joining the hornets that i was probably wrong Same. on that one i'll oh well i'll, I'll raise my hand and be wrong on you that and one. everybody else demar DeRozan was scary as hell especially coming in on that contract and now magic johnson goes on first take in hindsight and says the lakers had a chance to sign him when Magic also tweeted that Russell was going to make them a contender. Magic is elite, man. I love Speaking of, uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to take us off on a little tangent here because I found this perfect opportunity because you mentioned first take. I was scrolling the Twitter, which is how I found this graphic. And uh, 
I saw a clip of Stephen A. Smith on first take uh, reporting or or re-reporting something from Ballsack Sports, uh, which if you're not in the know, <laughs> is a Twitter account uh, that tweets false information. But you it's the perfect say. kind of, it feels real. Like all of the information that they tweet, right. it looks real, it feels real, but it's uh. not sourced at all or it's fake sourced. But but they trick so many people. I'm I'm so curious as to how it happened with Stephen A. Smith. Was he personally scrolling on Twitter looking for stuff? Did somebody send it to him? But anyhow, he puts a ball sack sports fake report. You can say that. <laughs> what? I don't even know if you can say that. Oh, that, I think that, it's that, fine. That, it's that, a Twitter account. But what's YouTube, funny is how do you, how is me. this getting so many people with the Twitter handle being that and be like right. Hmm. You're, are you afraid to say it? Professional radio. Yes, are I you am. afraid to say that? I am. I am indeed right. afraid to say this. I will let you say it, but it is hilarious. I'm just telling that's that's I'm saying the name of the thing, you know, <laughs> know. Th that the one thing that's real about it is its name. Uh, but yeah, so um, he gets tricked. I'm as confused as you are about how this continues uh, to happen to folks, but it does. It's amazing. Uh, but yeah. but it feels real. So much on the internet is fake but it feels real. Are you saying that handle, that handle feels real? All right. There's too many jokes to be made there. Let's move on and let's talk about bet online, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's masters championship odds, podcasts, reviews for all the different leagues this season. It's your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. Also want to discuss Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever increase uh, with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or in a seemingly intimidating questioning? You don't have to do that anymore. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every single customer. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com. Let's talk about that game against the Miami Heat tonight coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. Tip off. Boom. I grab it. Triple threat. Let's go. Let's go set our offense and let's All go three punch threats. above triple our threat. way. I'm ready. Grab it. A player rolls up to me immediately, is on me extremely fast, grabs the basketball. And so now we're trying to fight for it. I'm like grabbing it. He's grabbing it, ripping it. Boom. Rips it. Says, Give me that. Throws it. Transition to nothing. We lose like fifty to twenty. Just ripped it from me. That's I, honestly, I think honestly, I think that story is sadder than your heart problems. <laughs> it is. I, you know, I'll take the heart problems all day long. Just don't embarrass me in front of everybody at UNC. Women. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. All right, Doug, you wanted to start off this last segment with another thing you found, or you had something else you wanted to say. Well, I just think it's interesting. So uh, in the last segment, we talked about how the Hornets are in the upper quadrant of three-point shooting prowess in the NBA. They take a lot of threes. They make a lot of threes. I just find it interesting because so much has changed in terms of which players are knocking down three-point shots, which players aren't, 
which players are no longer part of the team, right? Because last season, you had Devontae Graham. He was a almost a 38% three-point shooter on almost nine attempts. Crazy. Malik Monk, only five attempts per game, but he was a 40% three-point shooter. Gordon Hayward was sitting at 41.5%. He was the most efficient three-point shooter on the team. Uh, and then Miles Bridges last season was 40%. You go to this season, Gordon Hayward doesn't drop all that much, 39.1%. But you had Cody Martin's explosion. LaMelo Ball uh, improves his three-point shooting percentage by two uh, percentage points. You add Isaiah Thomas here right at the end. I don't know how much that has to do with it. But Miles Bridges goes from 40 to 32.8. Um, so, and then But then you add Kelly Oubre, who has settled – but on seven plus attempts is 34.5%. That's that's certainly going to help. PJ's improved. Uh, so it's just interesting how, yes, the Hornets are probably where they were similar to last season at three-point shooting, but the makeup has totally changed. Yeah, rosters definitely change. And and Kelly Oubre has <laughs> has swayed that quite a bit as as he's gone this season. Um, but LaMelo has improved it just because of how much he's improved there. And, and you're right, you know, Miles certainly does not help with the way that he's decreased this year. All right, let's look at this game against the Miami Heat. They are a five and a half point underdog, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I didn't feel like that was all that much, like understanding that this is the number one team in the Eastern Conference with the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, they're battling for something. But I was like, all right, you know, Charlotte, hopefully if they can get this one, Doug, then I think they're going to be taking your uh your message seriously in the first segment where maybe they're going to be forgetting about that campaign that this is the one if they can steal this one then you might feel decent about their chances to get that eight seed yeah put away the mixtapes let's you know let's let's stop no dancing no music until we're dancing in the playoffs That's you are all billy bean going in the a's locker room and throwing like, the stereo and bats against the wall i'm sorry yeah i'm gonna be the i'm gonna be the old person get off my lawn like let's mm. come can we get serious for two seconds right here at the end of this like why now too like i get it if it's like middle of the season let's talk about this thing when but now it's just the timing of it is just seems incredibly strange to me. It almost seems as if the the organization is is doing this almost as like, here you go, Miles. You know, we want we want to try to resign you next offseason. So here's a little here's a bone we can throw to you. We know, you know, he's he's um, you know, definitely uh, released a lot of music. This is kind of something in your wheelhouse. So let's just do this for you, even though, you know, it's not gonna matter. You're not gonna win most improved player. Let's just do this. Anyway, all right. I've I've talked to Miami about Heat. It. Just Doug. Like, enough enough already. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the Miami Heat. You, you, you think already. hey, 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 you think this would happen on a Jimmy Butler team? No way. No <laughs> way. I haven't looked at the Miami Heat's marketing <laughs> campaigns. <laughs> I've been you know, you know what this is. You know what this is, Walker. I've been watching too much first take with Mad Dog and Stephen A. <laughs> you that is your soul. You know, right this now. would never happen on a team with Jimmy Butler. Never. <laughs> Yeah, why don't you give us your top five and give us like your favorite 1940s basketball player? (laughs) (laughs) Is Bob Cousy? Is is that what LaMelo needs to become? Bob Cousy would never allow this to happen. Not Jerry West. This would never happen on a Jerry West team. That's right. Um, Dale Goodrich. That's who we need back in the NBA. That's the good old days of the NBA. I know you hated on my Mitch Kupchak. Did you like my doggy impression there? Oh no, I didn't even know the Mitch cup check is good. Uh, and so is the mad of uh, the doggy impression put that yes, on a, mad dog. That's fantastic. Put that on a mixtape. What's better. Okay. Miami heat. My one thing to watch for before we get out of here is uh defense. I mean, it's not surprising, but uh, yeah, you know, the last game that they played uh, back on uh, February 17th went to double overtime. It was one of the best defensive performances I've seen out of the Charlotte Hornets all season long. <laughs> 
<laughs> haven't been too many to pick from, but uh, mm-hmm. this one in particular, uh, especially uh, P.J. Washington at the end of the game uh, with a great defensive play uh, to save to save this one to get to send it. I believe that was to send it to double overtime. Uh, not you know if if um, if Montrez hits a free throw in that first overtime, he got fouled two shots uh, with about a second and a half to go. If he hits that free throw. We're talking about the first win against Miami this season. They've lost all three games. Got shellacked in the first two. Were competitive in this third one. Went to double overtime. And uh, Jimmy Butler, speaking of that guy, hits a three right in Miles' eye. Miles dared him to shoot, which is not a bad gamble. Uh, But Jimmy Butler seals the game with a three-point shot, shooting it right in Miles' eye. Uh, So tough way to go down. Hopefully Charlotte shows up with a little pride. Uh, and with a little urgency, with a little understanding, unlike they did in that second half against Philadelphia, a little understanding that, hey, you know, we do need to actually win one of these games before we go into the <laughs> into the play-in. That, you know, hey, we're in the play-in, great, we're locked in, but, you know, it would be nice to go in with some momentum. Yeah, I mean, Miami's so balanced when you look at how they've been able to score the basketball, too. Like, if you go back to, they, they've won four straight, they lost four straight, if I'm not mistaken, they were starting to reel a little bit, and you had Udonis get in it with Jimmy Butler, same with Eric Spolstra. That's and great. Then, hey, it's yeah. great. Veterans stepping up and saying, hey, let's get serious. Let's put away the mixtapes. Let's put away God. the tomfoolery, what is, the shenanigans. Are fine. Why are you that's that why is? I'm telling you, that's why Jimmy Butler was mad because they got in the huddle. They were down a lot. And, you know, Spolster started talking about mixtapes. He's like, get out of here. I think if you can limit the bench scoring for Miami, then you got a good shot because they're really balanced. <laughs> the Hornets starting, but you don't like it. Or you just, no, you're it. really, I just know I love your fighting. You're fighting through my foolishness. And I really, I, I admire it. Um, you're not going to win, but I admire it. No, I'm, I'm not going to, but at the same time, somebody needs to be the grown up here. Like I need to set a precedent of us acting professional. That's all I'm asking. I would, I would like someone in this organization. You're putting out your Doug mixtapes right here. You are going off on your own individual tangent and together as a team, we need to find a way to get and bring this home. And I think that the Hornets need to limit the bench scoring for the Miami Heat against the Celtics. Uh, they were able to win dead minute and Tyler Hero go off for nine, 12 points. Even Duncan Robinson comes in for five. All the starters go for double digits against Chicago. When they won, they had three guys come in off of the bench, go for double digits and Deadman, you're at seven or excuse me. And Gabe Vincent and Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson goes for eight against the Raptors. They had Victor Oladipo come in, get 21 points, Hero get 18. Like, you got to limit the the bench scoring, in my opinion, for the Miami Heat. The starters probably going to get theirs, and they're probably going to be pretty balanced. Like, that's just what the Miami Heat do at the same time. If somehow you can win that bench battle, then give me the Charlotte Hornets to win. That's what it's going to take. And uh, it certainly would be a huge one. You don the big uh, here are the songs. Here are the songs on my mixtape. All right. How about Sam Smith? So serious. How about Gwen Stefani? Serious. How about Duran Duran? Serious. Mm-hmm. Let's get serious. That's my mixtape. Stop messing around. Steal one of these games. Go up against one of the best in the Eastern Conference and say, hey, we belong here. We don't belong in most improved. We belong in best in the East. That's what I want to see tonight. All right, thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen and listening to this foolishness every single day. Make your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back with you tomorrow to recap their game against the Miami Heat. I'm all about serious. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs>